Hi, this is Dr. Rebecca. The views and opinions expressed on this radio show, Mastermind, are not necessarily always the view of the host. They do not necessarily reflect the opinions or beliefs that I have. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or mitigate in any way any disease or condition, or to promote any specific lifestyle, belief, religion, political affiliation, or other personal practice. Nor is the information presented necessarily accurate or verifiable. Welcome. It's time to tune in and elevate your consciousness. This is Mastermind with your host, Dr. Rebecca. This show is about possibilities. If you're tired of boundaries and limitations, or simply looking for a new perspective and fresh outlook on life, you've made the right choice. By the end of this hour, you will be a changed person. If you're motivated to make the necessary changes in your life, we'll provide the tools, direction, and encouragement to help you along the way. Now, here's Dr. Rebecca. Welcome back to Mastermind. This is your host, Dr. Rebecca Huey. And at Mastermind, our goal is always to help you maximize the power of your mind um, so that you can do great and powerful things. So today... Um, we have one of our favorite guests returning to chat, Mr. Tom Palladino. And Tom Palladino is a researcher and a humanitarian seeking to make a difference in the world by providing people with the education and tools to restore optimal health, and also by helping enhance their quality of life, which is important. So Tom began research with scalar energy during his undergraduate years after developing a deep admiration for the father of scalar energy research or not researcher knowledge, uh, Nikola Tesla. Now, such, the existence of such energy, um, which is not found within the electromagnetic spectrum, fascinated Tom. And so he sought out independent study to better understand and subsequently harness scalar energy through the development of an instrument called scalar light. So Tom Palladino, welcome back to the show. It's a pleasure once again. Thanks for the invitation. Oh, you're welcome. So how have you been? The world has gone a little crazy since the last time we spoke, right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Who would have ever predicted a pandemic like this? And <laughs> oh my goodness. And, and what, you know, frankly, what's suffering and, and, and we look around the world and we see people in, in peril. So let's try and make this a positive conversation and, and see if we can help. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So to that end, um, what have you seen since the pandemic started as far as the kinds of uh, people that have been attracted to you and what you've been able to do for them? Sure, sure. Um, I, I want to underscore when I'm working with scalar light instruments, and that's what I'm doing. Some people call them zero point instruments. What I found is I'm able to work with a photograph of a person. And, and you might say, well, how is that possible? Because I'm working in the quantum field. So I'm working in this energetic force field. And I'm having very good success with people around the world working with their photographs. And I would say that during this pandemic, <clears throat> we've had a number of people on our program. And um, I, I know this is anecdotal, but I'll state it anyway. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're healthy. Everybody who's been on our program, if they submitted their photograph to us, um, they're, they're experiencing what I would consider um, good health. And I have not had anybody who's been suffering from the symptomology of, of COVID. 
if they have their photographs with us. So that is excellent. That, yeah, that's the good news. And we're frankly, we're working with thousands of people around the world. Many people we, we work with pro bono. And <clears throat> I think the proof is in the pudding. You know, something is to be said about this energetic world. But I, I have to underscore, everything I do is by way of photographs. I'm working in a photographic realm, if you will. I, there's no in-person session. So then that gets to, so one, that's great that everyone you've worked with has not had these symptoms of COVID, which is a really big deal. Um, and I'll have to say too, I've worked with you as well. I've been completely healthy uh, this whole time. So let people know that. Um, so you work, you work with scalar light, scalar energy. And what exactly does that mean? What is it that you're doing when you have somebody's photograph? What is the relationship between the scalar energy in this person's photograph? That's a, a very pertinent question. I believe a photograph is the energetic copy of a person. And that's why people do not have to be present. I work with and I submit energy to their photograph. So if a photograph is your body double or your mind double, so to speak, and your photograph carries information, then I can have a successful transmission with your photograph and you could be at a distance. You don't have to be physically present. So this is a new and emerging science in which you do not have to be physically present. Rather, we're working with your photographic double and your photographic double mm -hmm. receives the benefit. The, the photograph receives the benefit. So the photograph, you say it's my, it carries information, it's basically my double. So the photograph is carrying my information in the universe. Yes. Um, and yes. so then this scalar energy, so also has information in it. So how do these two information things meet? How do they uh, converge? I believe it's, it's the will of God. I believe this is divine consciousness, the mind of God. That is, a photograph, when placed in my instrument, will, will allow this, this field, this force field of scalar energy to find a person, if you will, or at least to find their energetic pattern body. Hmm. Now, I know, I know that's quite profound, but <laughs> to give you an analogy, if you watch a television show and you see people on television, that's not a person in the TV set. That's their image in the TV set. Right. And I'm doing the same thing. It's I'm not, I don't have a person in my instrument. I have their image in my instrument. And I have found a way that when you're working with the scalar dimension, <clears throat> that everything is interconnected. It's called quantum entanglement. Mm -hmm. So when you're working in a scalar energy force field, <clears throat> imagine it's as if everybody is already interconnected. <clears throat> and, and to use an analogy, if your television acted that way, and your television was a scalar energy instrument, then the person in your, inside your television, the image in your television would actually be the person in the television. Mm. I know that's counterintuitive, but it, it's quite profound. And it, it is indeed how scalar energy works. Why? Scalar energy does not observe time and distance. <clears throat> Hence, it doesn't matter where you are, you're still, you are present in a scalar energy force field. Ah, okay, okay. So I like that. So by having my image or my likeness, 
um, that makes me present basically in this force field in this is dimension in this dimension that makes me more acceptable uh, or sorry susceptible energetically to receiving this uh, scalar energy or this information from yes. scalar light. Yes, yes. Now imagine the emerging signs here. In other words, no matter where you are in the world, you're really in one place in a scalar energy mm -hmm. dimension. Mm -hmm. So your photograph represents you. you. You could be a thousand miles away from my instrument, but the instrument will still recognize your energetic copy. And right. according to scalar physics, according to scalar physics, you are there in my laboratory, even though only your photograph is in my laboratory. It's quite profound. So I would say then, because uh, you mentioned the mind of God and this, in this infinite intelligence, this universal intelligence. So uh, that I would guess that that's why I'm still recognizable energetically because yes. everything is interconnected. This information is there and um, infinite intelligence, no matter where I am physically, as long as you have this energetic representation of me, um, this intelligence that is everywhere at all times uh, is able to access me and recognize me. Yes. And, yes. Okay. Yes, well put. It, it's a, the intelligence of God, so to speak, mm -hmm. is able to recognize you no matter where you are at. You know, to use another analogy, your cell phone can receive a signal. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's a mobile phone. Well, how? Because the cell phone tower recognizes you. There's, there's a certain physics to that. But nonetheless, it, it's a modulation. And your cell phone is unique from somebody else's cell phone. So if your cell phone can receive a signal, a phone call, and the person right next to you, their phone is not ringing because it's not their mm -hmm. cell phone or it's not their energetic copy, so to speak. That only makes sense. That, that's, that's acceptable for a cell phone. Well, a photograph works the same way. If, if everybody has a unique cell phone number, then everybody has a unique photographic image. Right. Right, and that photographic image also translate into, translates again into this energetic image. I like that analogy. That's really helpful. Yes, yes. Um, it's a signature that we're not aware of. We carry cell phones all the time, but we have our phones have energetic signatures, and each phone receives a different signal yes. that's allowing you know somebody to call my number and just get me as opposed to somebody else. Um, right. And then the same way, your machine can direct energy just to a specific person based on their energetic signature. Yes. So, um, so where is this? You talk a little bit about energy from the sun or solar energy. Yes. How is that related to scalar light? Is this information that's coming from the sun? Is this information, you just said universal energy, but I know you also refer to the sun a lot. What's the relationship yes. between the sun and this scalar energy? Uh, I be believe that the true power behind the sun and the stars is scalar energy. And to further that, a lot of scientists say that it's the thermonuclear reactions. I, I don't agree with that whatsoever. They, mm -hmm. they think they're explosions, uh, atomic explosions or thermonuclear explosions inside a sun. And I think that's preposterous. Mm -hmm. To the contrary, I think it's only scalar energy that gives life to the sun and the stars. So if you look at the mm -hmm. universe, the universe is an infinite number of stars. 
And each star is a scalar energy instrument, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So the universe is awash with scalar energy. And once we realize it is scalar energy that powers the universe, it's not electricity and magnetism, that scalar energy powers the stars, then we will finally realize that we have an infinite source of energy, scalar energy, or what I call stellar energy or, or star energy. And with that, we're going to overcome the energy crisis. All we have to do, doctor, is, is duplicate a star. And that's your infinite source of energy. Now, you say all we have to do, but that sounds like a pretty complicated process. <laughs> Actually, I don't think it is. I'm working on it right now. And it really, really? Involves, it really involves geometry more than anything. Mm -hmm. And the sources is I have to place a scalar energy instrument inside this geometry. And it involves also crystal because crystal is a natural amplifier of scalar energy. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to combine a scalar energy instrument with crystal, a certain geometry of crystal, then you can have a tremendous amount of scalar energy produced. Now, I've done that only, well, uh, uh, only uh, in theory in my laboratory. I've never succeeded. In other words, I, I have an idea how to do this, how to produce this uh, what I would call perpetual energy machine or a scalar energy machine. And someday I'm going to do it. God will give me the wisdom. So I'm, someday I, I profess I will be able to create a miniature star, so to speak. And what will that do? Provide us clean energy, an energy that right. is essentially without limit. It's right. inexhaustible. Right. Well, um, I hope nobody from the oil companies is listening to this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, 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 this, so you say crystals uh, naturally amplify scalar light. Yes. Any particular kinds of crystals or colors of crystals? They, they, they all do. They, they all, all do. do. And to what to varying degrees, um, I would suppose. I've not been able to measure that, so I, I can't quantify that. But mm -hmm. I will say, when I'm working in my laboratory, anytime I, I work with a crystal close to my instrument, I could see a, a, an energy gain of twofold, threefold sometimes from that, from that um, crystal that I'm using in conjunction with my instrument. So it's just quartz crystal that I've been experimenting oh, okay. with, you know, I, which is relatively inexpensive. I, I'm, I'm sure that I could uh, see a significant gain of power with diamonds and sapphires and rubies, but I can't afford diamonds, <laughs> sapphires, and rubies. So, so with, of with, course with, works. <laughs> yeah, so quartz is, is the poor man's version, and that's what I'm working with right now. <laughs> so, um, and the reason I ask that is because, of course, people carry crystals around for all kinds of things, yeah. and they say that, you know, this – this crystal can be used for this or this kind of energy. So you seem to be saying something similar, all crystals. Yes. Um, and maybe each crystal has a little bit of a different characteristic, yes. different energy signature, but that goes That's along right. with, yeah, what you're saying. That's um, right. And pe people are absolutely correct. Quartz, crystal, or any type of say precious stone, diamond, sapphire, um, most precious stones have that, ability to come alive, so to speak, with scalar mm. energy. Scalar energy mm. will power, scalar energy will potentiate uh, many uh, 
precious stones, if you will. So the real power behind a precious stone is not electricity. The real power behind any precious stone is scalar energy. It is scalar energy that will give the fullest expression of a precious stone. And that's what I'm trying to, to prove to mankind. One of my theories that I'm trying to, to uh, make relevant by way of, of uh, experiment that can be uh, readily um, uh, ascertained and, and essentially measured someday in the future. That's the key. You have to be able to measure the results. Right. Now you have to be able to measure the results in order to prove it's working or just um, in order to like maybe uh, help with the machines working. Or when you say you have to quantify it, why do you need to quantify yeah. it? And for, how? For, for, for both reasons. So to, okay. to show that, that uh, you can potentiate a precious stone and then to show the results. And, and if people or, or some other object would have a favorable result from scalar energy potentiating a precious stone. I'm all about results. Uh, right, Dr. obviously. That's the bottom line to me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all about performance to me. You know, talk, talk only takes it so far. You have to perform. And I, I will say thus far with what we have developed thus far, as far as working with the energetic copy of a photograph and improving the, the lifestyle, improving the wellness signal, the wellness of wellness a photograph, signal. That, that is quite profound, what we've done. I, I could say that any photograph, I can detect a, a pathogen and break apart a pathogen found on that photograph. So imagine what that means. If, if we can readily detect pathogens, viruses, bacteria, protozoan on a photograph, and then we can break down those, those pathogens, imagine what that means to mankind. Well, that's excellent. And I would assume, again, it's infinite intelligence. So as soon as you have this, let's say my personal energy uh, information or signature in the field exposed to this, um, this infinite intelligence, whatever is going on in my body um, can be identified and broken down because yeah. this universal intelligence only knows health, only knows wholeness. Yes. So that's what it's going to create and yeah. or whoever's photo you have. Yeah. Yeah. Well put. I, I agree with you. If it's divine intelligence and it is, then it can only have divine and favorable results. Yeah. So a quick question and we're going to go to a break in, in about a, 45 seconds or so, but does it matter what type of photo um, someone submits? Yes. Now, that's the beauty of it. Some, uh, I, I've been doing this now for 30 years, and 30 years ago, we were using Polaroid, Polaroid photographs, and it was successful with a Polaroid. Now we're using emailed photographs, and it is equally as successful. And why? Because your light signature is, is you. It's unique. It's, it's um, your DNA, so to speak. It's your fingerprint. So whether it's a Polaroid or whether it's a, a, a emailed photograph, a digital photograph, it doesn't matter. It's your light signature. Okay, well, thank you. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll come right back. And um, we're talking to Mr. Tom Palladino of Scalar Light and it's an interesting conversation about uh, energy healing and scalar light. So we'll be right back after the break.
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Many people don't like to talk about death, but like it or not, it's going to happen to you, me, your loved ones, and everyone. It's best to ask the important questions sooner than later. That's where inspiring end-of-life conversations with Hosnina Impala can help. We cover all of the important questions, including aging loved ones, cancer, losing a child, hospice, pets, and messages left by our loved ones. Tune in Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Mastermind with Dr. Rebecca. If you have a question or comment, feel free to email us at drhuey at lifthealing.com. That's D-R-H-U-G-H-E-Y at lifthealing.com. We'd love to hear from you. Now back to Mastermind. And welcome back to Mastermind. This is your host, Dr. Rebecca Huey, and we have Mr. Tom Palladino of Scalar Light with us as our uh, special guest. He's been on with us before, so some of you might recognize the name and or the conversation. Um, So again, we were talking before the break about this wellness signal, Tom, um, that is being used to to generate wellness or to help heal people or make people uh, better. And I just wanted to, you to expand on that a little bit more. What is this wellness signal that is carried in scalar, scalar yes. light? Yeah, I believe firmly that scalar energy is, is the light of God. I believe it is a divine light. And if it's from God, then it can only have health benefits. It, it will embody all that is good. All that is, is right for us. In other words, if you think about the image of God, the image of God really is a scalar energy image. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be in the image of God, you're going to have the scalar energy download or the scalar energy characteristics of God. And yeah. I believe that is perfect health, which is an information system. In other words, how would I describe perfect health? Perfect health is the presence of a scalar light signature, mind, soul, and body. In other words, if we have that, that presence of scalar energy in our mind, soul, and body, then it's a perfect download of information, of intelligence, and there cannot be disease. Mm. Because where you have perfect intelligence, you cannot have any dis-ease. You cannot have any dysfunction. Right. When you have improper information, when you have faulty information, so to speak, that's the beginning of dis-ease. The, the absence of 
of any uh, mistake, the absence of, of any wrong signal, of any faulty signal, is what? A perfect signal. A perfect right. signal is perfect intelligence. Perfect intelligence for the soul, mind, and body is perfect spiritual, mental, and physical health. Right. So any disease is... is is a result of an imperfect signal or maybe a, yes. a miscommunication uh, with the, not miscommunication, but lack of communication or lack of alignment with this, this perfect yes. source then. Yes. Yeah. You know, some people that I work with, they say, now, Tom, this, this gives some semblance to what we learned on Star Trek. If you remember, <laughs> and I'm not a big fan of Star Trek, but it, it, it might serve as an analogy. Um, apparently, there, there was a, a technique to scan the body with light to detect, uh -huh. to diagnose disease, and to cure disease. Huh. And, and some, some people during this Star Trek uh, uh, genre um, took that to heart, and they're comparing my work to Star Trek work. Well, if, if that analogy is appropriate, so be it. But the, the under, underlying theme is this, that light, which is fundamental, light can correct dis-ease. That's mm -hmm. the key with my research. Mm -hmm. I, with my perfect light, I want to correct and I want to remedy the misinformation. I want to correct dis-ease wow. with corrective light. Wow. So light, light is a corrective because um, yes. we always equate light with good, so that makes sense. Um, yes. That light, okay. So Shifting a little bit, um, there is a, and for everybody, if you go to scalarlight.com, there is just a wealth of information about a lot of things we're talking about um, on the website. So I really enjoyed looking through your website. You have so many different interesting topics and you. you have videos, you have, you know, things to read, you have some audio stuff. So one of the phrases that I see on your website that I wanted to explore more is this idea of morphic resonance yes. and development and maintenance of systems, the forms of systems. Can you yes. explain a little bit what this, this resonance is and what it does? Sure. Morphic resonance, it, it was first postulated by a theoretician, his name is Rupert Sheldrake, that the universe is filled with this morphic resonance. It's some type of a perceived phenomenon, some type of a thought, thought form, some type of, once again, a divine intelligence. And that the universe takes its shape by this divine intelligence. And that even organisms can share uh, uh, perception. Some people say that this is the uh, underlying mechanism of clairvoyance or say uh, women's intuitions or, mo or mother's intuition. You know, some mothers, they can sense when, when their children are in harm's way. How do they do that? Through this morphic field, through this intelligence of the universe. Okay, How are some people clairvoyant or prophetic? H how is that information coming to them? Through the perfect information of scalar energy. Again, mm -hmm. if this energy, this intelligence is from God, it's perfect information. And you can receive or you can project, transmit perfect intelligence, perfect information, which again is probably the, the, uh, what undergirds uh, parapsychology, which undergirds yes. clairvoyance, which undergirds when you have a hunch or your gut feeling or what some women say would be women's intuition. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a morphic field. That's a, 
a, a uh, perception. That's your intuition in motion. So what am I saying? Intuition, perception, creativity, all of that is, is really this divine afflatus. This is scalar energy. This is the mind of God. And all of us have that gift. Yes. So if we all have this gift, um, why do we express it differently? Or some people seem to not express it at all. Yeah, isn't that the shame? Because everybody is endowed with these these powers. If you have a, a, a heart and a mind, and everybody has a heart <laughs> and a mind, those are your, your two power sources of scalar energy. And frankly, the, the heart, in my estimation, um, is far superior than the mind. So if people say, well, I'd love to have a scalar energy instrument, and I tell them you have two of them. <laughs> you've, had, you've had two for your entire life. Wow. It's your heart and it's your mind. Now, think of this, doctor. They're circadian rhythm. What gives us information for the heart to beat? Do you ever think of that? Where's that information mm -hmm. come from? I believe the heartbeat is regulated in part by scalar energy. In other words, what gives the intelligence for the heart to beat? And what, what, how do we enlighten ourselves. What is the driving force, the animating force between creativity uh, uh, um, uh, with that in mind, your ability to study languages, your ability to think, to comprehend, to deduce? I'm saying it's scalar energy. So scalar energy powers the heart and scalar energy powers the mind. Scalar energy is the animating force between the heart of uh, 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 the heartbeat as well as the the feelings, the, the love and the empathy that you have in your heart. Scalar energy is also the driving force of creativity, of, of deduction, of intuition, of uh, mathematical yeah. computation. So wow. this, this intelligence, scalar energy, it really embodies the universe. Without it, you would, you would have a, a, a universe that was essentially unable to communicate. So this is the great communicator, scalar energy. And you mentioned creativity, intu intuition, perception. So let's say if I am tuned in to this, this source of information and I listen to it and I'm open to it and I'm, you know, creative and uh, prosperous and healthy. Um, and then there's somebody else who might listen to it occasionally or tune in and out of it and they're a little bit like is it possible to is it possible to do that is it possible to be either more or less connected to the source yes. and yes. okay yeah you're right I, I believe when people pray i believe they connect to god i believe that's a one-on-one -on -one communication with god when people uh, speak to one another and and have a good and uplifting conversation i believe that's that's a scalar energy interface by all means you know, we, we do this naturally, uh, whether you're romantic or not. Um, um, I hope you are because that's that's an interface of scalar energy. If you think a lot, if you pray a lot, wonderful. You're using your mind, you're using your heart. That's a scalar energy exercise. So I, I would have to say that, again, going back to morphic resonance and, and what are these what are these thought forms? What is this this consciousness that we speak about? This is the intelligence of God. And that's what's so important about this, this field. It, it's not just about that I have an instrument. It's what I'm trying to introduce to mankind. It's a new way of living. Right. Scalar energy is the, is the 
cosmos, if you will, that we can grasp. Scalar energy is the thought form that we can finally grasp. In other mm -hmm. words, it's not electricity that gives the universe the expression that so many people thought it did. It's scalar energy. That's the first and, and primary energy of the universe. And it's scalar energy that gives everything its expression. That makes sense. I know there's a huge belief, and I mean, I believe it too, that our, our thoughts are creative in nature. And that, so when you talk about thought forms, um, that makes sense, is that, you know, if our thought forms are pure, if our thought forms are in alignment with this energy, yes. that we'll see health and we'll see um, good things. Yes. So... Shifting gears a little bit, I know also on your website you talk about um, DNA is more than just, and for, you know, the DNA in our cells, basically, more than just a blueprint. Yes. What is DNA, and how, why is it more than just a blueprint? What exactly, what exactly do you mean by that? That's, that's the poetry of nature, and let's get into that. DNA is created by scalar energy. Now, there is a congruence, and it's really a, a fascinating and a profound congruence. If you look at a scalar wave, it's the same shape, ratio, proportion than that of DNA. In other words, scalar energy, which is a double helix, creates DNA, which is a double helix. Mm. And if you, look at, if you look at a scalar mm. wave, there's a major groove and a minor groove, and the major groove is 1.618 times the length of the minor groove, 1.618. And what is that? That's the phi principle, or that's the Fibonacci, or the divine proportion. Huh. So if, wow. you look at the if you look at the major groove and the minor groove of scalar energy, it's exactly proportional to the major groove and minor groove of DNA, which is 1.618. Mm -hmm. Now, if you look at that concept of the Fibonacci sequence throughout the universe, that's the effect. What is the cause of the Fibonacci sequence? It's scalar energy in which in every scalar wave you have embodied the code 1.618. That is the major groove is 1.618 times bigger, longer than the minor groove, which would be one. So 1.618 to the ratio of one, that's the phi ratio. Mm -hmm. And that's why you find phi or the Fibonacci sequence throughout the universe. Wow, that's really interesting. So this Fibonacci sequence and the people who just, to, of course, you can ask Google anything, but people call it the golden ratio. And basically, it's, a, it's the ratio of, you know, one plus one is to, so basically the, the sum of the two numbers, first two numbers yes. equals the third. So one plus one is two, yes. and then two yes. plus one is three, and then two yes. plus three is five, like that. And it goes on for infinity. And I like how you say that that's just the Fibonacci sequence repeated throughout the universe. Cause you look at the spirals, you know, in snail shells, sunflowers, all kinds of different plants, um, patterns in the universe that follow this, this sequence. So to hear you say, this is just an echo of the intelligence yes. that created these things. Just yes. for me, glues it together. Yes, you see how profound this is now. Yeah. We've always wondered, where did the Fibonacci sequence come from? It's the effect. It's, it's the end result. What's the cause? Scalar light. Scalar light gives expression to the universe. That's finally, now we're finally putting A and B together. 
Well, yeah, and that makes perfect sense because whatever we see in the physical world had to have a non-physical component first or a thought to create it. And so, again, if you talk about the mind of God, it's, it's like, like a window into the mind of God to see these physical forms and the, um, the consistency of these physical forms in so many areas of nature. Yes, yes. It, it, now that it gives expression to the mystical realm, now we finally yes. understand why, why there is a mystical realm. It's a morphic field. Okay, that's a lot of people speak of mysticism. It's real, and it's a morphic field, or it's the, it's the realm of perception or intuition. Yeah, intuition. That's a big one. Um, I think we'll talk a little. We're going to have to take another break in a couple minutes. Um, I definitely want to get a little bit more into intuition um, and or how we know things um, supposedly before they've happened or have um, hunches or gut feelings and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to take a break and then when we come back, we'll get a little bit more we'll talk about intuition and also uh, something else that you talk about on your website, which I really want to dig into a little bit more, which is reincarnation and its relationship to our, um, our earlier conversation. So um, we'll take a short break. You're listening to Mastermind. This is your host, Dr. Rebecca Huey, and we are talking with Tom Palladino of Scalar Light, and we'll be right back after the break. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Things Worth Considering, featuring host Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore who we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. The Lord Jesus Christ presents a doctrine through the Apostle Paul for us so that we might teach the word to others. Hear and interpret these words of wisdom each week on the radio program Why Paul with hosts Michael and Michelle Mix. Through their ministry, 14th Street Ministries, Michael and Michelle are dedicated to sharing these words with you so that you might pass it along to others. Listen every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Mastermind with Dr. Rebecca. If you have a question or comment, feel free to email us at drhuey at lifthealing.com. That's D-R-H-U-G-H-E-Y at lifthealing.com. We'd love to hear from you. Now back to Mastermind. Welcome back to Mastermind. It's your host, Dr. Rebecca Huey, and today we are talking with Mr. Tom Palladino. We have been having some really 
interesting conversations about scalar energy, divine intelligence, um, healing, and what it means to be well, and how being in touch with this divine intelligence means that um, we all have the opportunity to be well and to be creative and be intuitive uh, whenever we are open to this um, or affected by this scalar energy, which all of us have access to. Um, both of us in our, in our different practices and different fields have had a little bit of pushback in that there's supposedly a dichotomy between science and spirituality. And if you're scientific or you believe in, in science, then you can't be spiritual and vice versa. And um, Tom Palladino does address this on his website. And we had an interesting conversation also during the break and he talks about this harmonious convergence of science and spirituality. So Tom, I wanted to explore that a little bit. What do you mean by this harmonious convergence, convergence of science some, and spirituality? Some people say they're spiritual and some people say they're scientific. And really that's an equation and the, the two are the same and it's just mm -hmm. a matter of perception. And I, I said during the break, some of the greatest mystics I know were yeah. great scientists. Yes. You know, Nikola Tessa, the founding father of scalar energy, sure, he was a brilliant engineer, a great scientist, but he was also a poet, and he really had the gift of mysticism. And, and it's just a different way of expressing the truth, of, of interpreting the truth. So when, when we really take a step back, and we have to realize that we have created these divisions, and we have to get rid of these divisions, and you have to be very open-minded. And you cannot downplay any science or anybody's effort in any discipline or anybody's interpretation, because if it's valid, then you have to embrace it. If it's invalid, no, you discount it. But there's different ways of interpreting the truth, of interpreting the, the universe. And my point is this, what, what some people can understand by way of engineering or or by way of an empirical approach, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Others can only understand by way of poetry, or by way of mm -hmm. mysticism, or by way of creativity. Um, that's their way of interpreting. You know, mm -hmm. there's great engineers and there's great mystics, and they just have a different approach to reality. If the end product, mm -hmm. if the end product is the truth, they just arrived at the truth by different means. It, it doesn't negate the truth, it, it's one interpretation. You could have an engineering or a scientific viewpoint of the truth, or you could have a mystical or spiritual viewpoint of the truth. It's still the truth. It's just right. a different way of arriving at the truth. Right. Oh, that's an interesting way to put it, um, because truth is truth. And um, all of us know, even though we might not be able to quantify it in the same way as uh, facts and figures, we know uh, beauty or intelligence when we hear a beautiful piece of music or when we see a painting or, you know, a work of art. There's something that resonates in us in, in seeing that, and that divine intelligence resonates in us when we see beautiful works of art. And though we can't quantify it in the same way, but it, again, whether you arrive at the truth, and that is truth uh, through, through math and science or through mysticism, you're your spirit or your soul still knows truth. So yes. I, I like the idea yes. that we all just arrive in it differently. And that's because, again, it's just diversity in, in creation. Yes, well put. 
Thank you. So, um, so moving on. So I, I promised everybody uh, before the break, we'd get in a little bit into reincarnation, which is an interesting topic because of course, you know, there are people who don't believe in reincarnation or have different ideas about what reincarnation is. But I know this is something that you also uh, talk about on your, on your site. And we talked about a little bit as well. And you say that our consciousness is eternal. And so how does this relate to reincarnation? What is reincarnation and help, help us to understand it so that it's accessible? So I'm going to use, <laughs> I'm going to use very generic terms. I, um, first of all, I, I'm a Christian. I come from a Christian background. So this is my interpretation. This is my understanding. Um, we, everybody has a soul. Everybody has a human soul. And it's my consideration that the human soul is made out of scalar energy. Why? It is massless. There's no mass. There's no matter to the human soul. But it is indeed in a, in a way of embodying the divine. So everybody has a human soul that embodies the divine nature. And, and with that, we see that this, this matterless, this massless soul is eternal. So mm -hmm. if we die, our soul remains. You cannot destroy the soul. The soul is eternal. So no matter what your background, if that indeed is true, if that is an aphorism, mm -hmm. and I could state emphatically that everybody has a human soul made out of scalar energy, then that scalar energy is divine. See, scalar energy does not degrade. It's not like electricity. It doesn't fall off over the course of a distance. It, it does not experience entropy. So a scalar energy soul is an eternal soul. And if everybody has an eternal soul, then that soul is with them for eternity. You cannot extinguish the human soul. Meaning what? Everybody has the fingerprint, the imprint of God. And that imprint mm -hmm. is found on their soul. Now, again, regardless of your, your background, if that is true and accurate, imagine what that means. Everybody has this, this gift of immortality. It's yeah. your soul. So the soul is the gift of it. That makes sense. Um, we, a lot of us believe we're immortal or that we have a soul or are taught, especially as Christians, that we have this eternal soul. Uh, and at the same time, aren't clear or there's disagreement about what that means once we leave the body. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. A, a lot of people say that, that there have been images or photographs of people when they die, right after they die, they see a white light ascending to heaven. And is that the soul? Well, I, I would say it is. And mm -hmm. what does that mean? It means even though your body is, is now dead, the soul remains. And with many people, they see it ascending to heaven. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it's white light. It's, it's pure mm -hmm. divine white light. It's not matter. So your human body, which is physical matter, remains, but your soul is eternal. And, and at death, you, you are reunited with God. So then are you saying that this white light that sometimes is visible after death, that is solar or sorry, scalar light or scalar energy? Yes, it is. The, so I believe the human soul is made out of scalar light. I believe scalar energy is 100% divine energy, divine light. I believe scalar energy is directly from God. And I believe everybody has a soul. 
and the soul is composed of exclusively scalar energy. Got it. Good. Okay. Um, I like that. I like that a lot. So it helps us re understand reincarnation a little bit better. And for me to make it more, less abstract, more, more accessible and able to just um, think about it, conceptualize a little bit better. Um, And then you also mentioned that, so I guess stars are born and dying. You talk about the information like that seeds carry the information of a plant and somehow that's all related to, or this, conceptually similar to this whole concept. Yes, yes. If if we could say a seed embodies the life pattern of a plant, and once the seed grows, it develops into a plant, a tree, etc. Well, the same thing with with the with semen and and the and the egg in a woman's womb. Mm -hmm. You know, what is that? It 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 develops into a a genetic structure. And all of that is powered, all of that is marshaled by scalar energy. In other words, without this intelligence system, scalar energy, the seed cannot germinate and you, you cannot have DNA. Mm-hmm. You do not have life. So the really what undergirds all forms of life is scalar energy. It, it brings order out of chaos. And this is the information system of all biological systems. This is why I alluded to earlier that the circadian rhythm, your heartbeat, is probably governed by scalar energy. What tells your heart to beat? Well, I'd say it's scalar energy. What tells your DNA to form and to remain as a double helix? You ever imagine that? It's a force Mm -hmm. field. What's Mm -hmm. the force field? It's scalar energy that creates and maintains DNA. Uh, yes, because it, it, it all energy without DNA has it would break down if it weren't constantly maintained yes. by uh, energy. That does I had never thought about it like that, but that does make sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one thing we talk about, we don't have much time. We probably have about five minutes left. Um, just wanted to touch back on because I think it's such an important topic, which is intuition, or um, you know, a gut feeling or knowing or perceiving without any physical information. So knowing what's gonna happen before it happens, um, is this information, this is also related to scalar yes. energy. So just wanted yes. to, you to tell us how. Yeah, yeah, and why, and what's the, okay. how does that, what's the mechanism, very good. Mm-hmm. Scalar energy is, a, um, is responsible for time. If, if you look at the mechanism of time, Time is the effect that causes scalar energy. So if scalar energy is the cause of time, how does scalar energy cause time? Well, remember, it's a double helix. So the motion of scalar energy is responsible for the motion of time. So -hmm. when a scalar wave is in rotation one way, time moves forward. When you change the motion, the rotation, scalar energy reverses and time reverses. So the motion of scalar energy is responsible for the motion of time. So when I'm seeing or perceiving something that hasn't yet happened that yet, that has to do with the motion of the scalar energy at that time or? Yes, you've you've been able to see a, a future glimpse in time because a scalar wave if you will, is an ongoing continuous time 
continuum. Let's just call it a continuum. Mm -hmm. And just remember, scalar energy, if scalar energy is the cause of time. When you find yourself in that paradigm, you can see past events, you, you can live in the present, and you can see future events. Because when you're in a scalar energy dimension, that's an information dimension that allows you to see the past and the future. And this is why some people are prophetic, because they're mm -hmm. in that scalar energy dimension, and they, by virtue of the fact that they're in that intelligence, in that quantum intelligence, they can see into the future. Wow. So staying in touch with this quantum intelligence gives us access to all kinds of things. Um, yes. yes. That's, that's amazing. So I think that's a really nice place to. <laughs> yes. That's some heavy stuff, as they it say. It is. Huh? It that is. That was profound. We had a profound discussion. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I am really. Um, I'm happy that you were able to to come and speak with us today. I'll definitely enjoy talking to you. Um, I wondered if you just had any closing comments or anything that you wanted the listeners to know before we end the show. Remember you. God endowed you with two incredible scalar energy uh, uh, connection points, two incredible scalar energy uh, uh, organs, your heart and your mind, your brain, and use them to the best of your ability. I'm sure you are. And realize that your heart and your mind, you connect with God. And everybody's endowed then with that image of God, okay, your heart and your mind. And and obviously, the human soul, I won't forget that. The human soul is really the, the thumbprint mm -hmm. of God. Mm -hmm. The human soul is the thumbprint of God. I like that. Well, with that, we will close. Thank you again. Um, this, is, uh, this is Mastermind. This is your host, Dr. Rebecca Huey. And we have been talking with Mr. Tom Palladino. Uh, his website is scalarlight.com and so a lot of or all of the things that we talked about today can be found on his website and he has a lot of cool videos and things to read if you're interested and then you also uh, offer a free trial if people want to experience this uh, scalar light as well correct that's right on our website anybody can visit again all we need is your photograph you're going to email us your photograph and and we allow you to experience this um, um, free of charge. That is excellent. So it's definitely worth it. And unlike you know, a lot of other things, there's just no downside to it. <laughs> yeah. that's, um, that's right, because there's no chemical. Thank you. No chemicals. No. Yeah, just nothing. So I, I definitely highly recommend it. And again, Mr. Tom Palladino, thank you again for joining the show. And I look forward to having you again. Thank you. Thank you for your time. All right. So join us next week for another episode of Mastermind. This is uh, Dr. Rebecca Huey, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining. Thank you for tuning in to Mastermind. Please join us for another show next Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll talk again next week.